Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It is the eve of a Canada day. I have no idea it was a holiday because I was in the office. All, like I was in the office today longer than I would normally have been on a normal day. You actually were. And for some reason, I thought because it's a holiday and nobody was working that you might have decided to come home early. And nope didn't happen. Yeah. What can you do? What can you do? That's okay, because now we're about to have some fun. We have a non-Canadian on Zoom with us tonight. We're talking to Selena, who's in the middle of nowhere somewhere in the US. I'll let her tell you where she is. All I know is she's she's in a very remote place where she's not sure that her internet is going to make it through. Maybe she's at the end of somewhere, or maybe she's at the beginning of somewhere instead of being in the middle of nowhere. Do you see what I deal with? Do you see what I deal with? I'm just saying, maybe we need to look at it. The dad jokes are so It's not a dad joke. I'm (laughs) Maybe we need to look at it from a different angle. All right. All right. I'll let you look at it from all the angles. Silver lining, man. Silver lining. (laughs) Well, hey, everyone. It's Amanda, and I'm not in the middle of nowhere. I'm not at the edge of somewhere. I'm sitting on my bed drinking a glass of wine. What else is new? And we have Selena, who um, is a friend of one of our recent guests, actually two of our recent guests, probably. Um, And she sent us an email because her friends were on the podcast and told me her her story. Did her email say, my friends were on? Can I be I think it might have. (laughs) My email said, I have friends. I have friends. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, she sent me an email. And uh, when I first opened it, Selena, I'm not going to lie, this is my reaction. I opened it and I was like, holy crap, this is 17 paragraphs. But... It was the most interesting 17 paragraphs. She's got a really cool way of practicing. She's a licensed massage therapist and esthetician and nail technician. And actually, I don't think based on what I read in the email, she even has a permanent address. And it was really interesting to read. And I'm not going to give away anything because I'm going to let Selena talk about um, how she has basically decided what she wants her life to look like and just created it despite people saying, are you nuts? I picture like Bugs Bunny. Like, you know how Bugs Bunny, (laughs) why are you laughing? Where are you going with this? Because I'm old and there's there's certain cartoon references that make sense to me. I picture Bugs Bunny with 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 the big rod over his shoulder and tied to the rod is that single bag. Yes. That he's got his clothes in and he's just yes. he's just roman and he's that's sweet. not far that's not far from it <laughs> sounds like that's the truth really but you realize bugs bunny doesn't wear clothes right so yes are you like the naked wanderer <laughs> some states she did she now did say talking. she did say in her email that one of her tricks is to own as few things as possible so maybe clothes are out so clothing is one of them yes does this involve hedonism one hedonism two in jamaica at all oh, by the way? well what I what I do with my husband, which maybe you guys can adopt this, is we just share clothes. It really cuts down. Like he 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 will wear women's articles of clothing. No, or well, you wear actually, men's, I'm or? I'm a pretty big girl, so usually it's the other way around. Like I I'm, I don't care if the, something's baggy on me. So right. usually it's it's more that we're buying men's clothes. But um, you know, like harem pants and certain certain jumpers fit us both. So I'm a little wider in the bottom half. But I don't want to admit we, this. We get by with a lot of t-shirts. I get it. I don't want to admit this though, because this happened many, many moons ago before we lived in this place, before we had children, before we were engaged. And I'm pretty sure it was a drunken stupor. And I'm like, let me try your underwear. Let's see how this goes. I have my own underwear. Well, I mean, it wasn't like fresh off her body onto mine. <laughs> Right? It was out of the fresh from the drawer onto my body, but I think that's was uh, 
that was a scenario that popped up, and we no, got we a little stick kid. With, we stick with more shirts and jackets and socks and those kind of the kind of more unisex things. That's fair. Uh, so why don't we actually let Selena introduce herself and tell us about her crazy way of living? But first, what's everyone wearing? Since we're doing this, I'm wearing an ACDC uh, t-shirt with a uh, Rolling Stone that my mom pants. bought for him that, for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you What do you got going on over oh, there, Chief? I'm I'm not in a good place right now. I'm wearing pajamas pants that are so old they're see-through so <laughs> that's a good start and a t-shirt that i was just talking about with one of our most recent guests that says good moms say bad words that's my outfit and it's fancy what's happening over there what articles of your husband are you wearing right now <laughs> i'm wearing i'm wearing my all day i just finished a shift so i've got several cells of clients on my body Ooh. and I'm wrapped up in a blanket because it's still cold, kind of. All right. Let's figure this out now. <laughs> now I want to know everything. Well, the hint is that I'm half a mile from Canada. I can actually see you guys, kind of. I can I can hear the festivities of Canada Day happening over there. So we're, we're only half a mile from Canada on the Minnesota border. I'm trying to figure out like, so if you're on the border, I'm so bad at geography. Like what, what so, part of you Canada know are you part, looking at? There's like a... Um, I'm. Uh, if you looked at the map, if uh, a little bit west of Thunder Bay. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, okay. So there's that huge amount of land on our side. It's a million acres, and we call it the Boundary Waters. Oh, but cool. on your side, I think it's like Quetico or something like that. They uh, kind of run together. Okay. It, look at me. I'm trying to look at the map right now, and it's not working out. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, there's I'll... a lot. Of, there's a whole lot of nothing. A lot of moose and a whole lot of nothing. Northern Ontario, Manitoba sounds about right. Bunch of moose. <laughs> A bunch of um, canoes. A lot of people come out here. to. It's a big canoe area. Very cool. Well, I guess we'll get to how you ended up there. But, you know, as I was saying, I'm going to let Selena introduce herself. But in her long email to me, she was just explaining how um, she decided to take massage therapy and create sort of a business without creating a business. That was sort of like the takeaway I got from it. She's got her own way of practicing that has allowed her to travel to all seven continents. I don't think I know anyone who's actually been to Antarctica. So this is going to be fun. Well, yeah. So I'm Selena. I've been practicing. It's almost 20 years now, um, just coming up after the end of the summer. And um, when I first started massage, I was kind of presented with two ways of doing things, which I think a lot of therapists are. And one was to work for somebody either in a day spa or chiropractic or physical therapy. And the other was to be a, on your own and do your own business. And I liked aspects of both, but I didn't really like either. So I was trying to find a way to kind of take the best of both worlds and kind of what I will have my goals in my life and, and find a way. And it didn't happen overnight, but I kind of over the years have um, changed it and sort of made it better in my, what works for me and, this is where I'm at now. Where do we want to start here, Mark? Let's start at the beginning. Beginning's always always good place. Always in good the place. beginning. And I'm staring at the map and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, we are close. In the beginning, I'm from Mark's favorite place ever. You Florida. swim to Beach, Florida? Yeah. Well, close. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Which I'm, I might disillusion you for Florida, but no, um, I grew up in Florida. <laughs> I grew up in a part of Florida that is not what you would think of from the TV and movies. It wasn't near a beach. It was more inland. Right, so it was right, a little right. bit more of a, a cow pastures and small town. Absolutely. And, um, but you know, the biggest big city was Orlando. Can I ask you a question about that? Because when people think Florida, for whatever reason, they always think like Miami, Fort Which is Lauderdale. Yeah, because right? that's and I'm like, I'm like, that's, that's not like, they, or they think like the Keys. And I'm like, that's, but that's not like all Florida. Like most of Florida is not It's the best like part. Florida's just older people. Basically. 
basically, right? And every everybody thinks it's Miami. I'm like, that's that's not Florida. Most of Florida ain't like that. It's actually really funny. No. So do you do you ever correct people on that, or you just let them run thick? Because I don't even bother correct anyone when they start talking about Florida and and they describe it like Miami. I'm like, you've never been to Jacksonville, Florida, have you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jacksonville is essentially like Georgia, but I do I do correct people, but I have sort of that thing people do where like I can make fun of Florida, but if you make fun of Florida, I'm gonna really defend it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but you know, from a massage therapist point of view, it's not the best, it's not my favorite state to work. I loved living there, mm-hmm. but it's actually really tough to make your way there. Um, not for everyone, but there's just so many therapists in Florida. There's more therapists in Florida than the rest of the United States combined. Oh wow. So they just they pump they're pumping out therapists left and right. So, you know, what that does for resort work, anyways, is uh really lowers the the cost of um, pay. Right. So that's the only thing I didn't like about it. If I could have just have a salary and live on the beach, then I'd be all for it. So did you go to school in Florida? Are you from Florida originally or no? Yes, I am from Florida. I went to school in Florida. And um, like I was saying, I was my my biggest thing I could think of was um, Orlando was like the biggest far as far as my brain could go for my small town. Right. And actually where I grew up and uh, we didn't have any massage places. I didn't even know that like the resort world really existed. You know, we were kind of a lower income family. We didn't travel a ton. And, um, or when we traveled, it was more camp, you know, camping and that kind of thing, not like luxury, Mm -hmm. um, resorts and stuff. So I didn't even have a concept of massage other than working for a chiropractor. So when I went to school for it, I actually was pretty naive with what I was even going to do with it. And, um, I had never even had a massage. Um, I think I had had just had my first one, but when I went to school, so I was only 18. So what made you want to go to massage school? Like you've never had a massage. You're seeing limited employment. Like, yeah, why? I'm very confused. My <laughs> <laughs> Florida choices. Um, well actually what happened was I first went to aesthetic school and the only reason I did that was at the time was only $1,100, which is now it's like 50 grand. I mean, it, this was like a community college. I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do for school. I had just finished high school and my parents have always been really great. Like they've never really pushed us. Like you have to go to college. You have to do this. So I I kind of didn't really know what I wanted to do yet. And so I saw this course in the community college and it was like a few months. And I thought, you know, even if I didn't do this as a job, it'd just be kind of insider Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. secrets and learn about skincare. And I get to just get facials all day. So um, I started doing that. And the best part about that was the massage. And they were like, well, you can't call it massage. We're not massage therapists. We're estheticians. But that's what I really gravitated towards was like the massage portion of the facial. So I just went to massage school directly after esthetician school. And I see massage. I don't know what massage school is like in Florida. Like how long is massage school in Florida? It's only 500 hours. That's why. I, like the same way you thought about esthetician school, how you're just going to go if you do it part time, cool. And if you don't, at least you learn something cool. That's when I think about massage school when I hear about how long massage school is in the States, right? Because up here, you're looking at two years, maybe three years, yeah. depending on what school you go to. Oh, I so know. Yeah. If, if I was in the States, I would I would take this just well, for shits now and giggles. We're, we're getting some insight we'll as to yeah. why Florida is so saturated. Exactly. And most states um, are around, I've worked in a lot of states and I've researched a lot of states. Most states are around 500 hours. There are a couple, I know you had a guest from New York. A thousand, thousand hours. or something Believe it or not, there are still three states where you don't even have to have a license. Absolutely, to absolutely. And I'm in one of them currently, Minnesota. We've had people um, on the podcast who are from Florida. We even had a student come take a course at Con Ed uh, from Tampa. And we've heard 
all the things that you're saying, like that Florida is not the greatest state to work. We had a couple of people on who said um, it's one of these places where massage doesn't necessarily have the same reputation as it does maybe in other states or in Canada. So like a lot of solicitation happens. And then the student that we had come from Tampa said that she's like, I can't believe you guys are charging like a hundred plus dollars an hour. She's like an expensive massage where I'm from is like $45 an hour. You have to rely on like Groupons and stuff because that's what, I mean, that's what happens. You have, I, when I worked, I worked in Miami actually not too long ago and, and what they do is they hire everyone on call. So you have like 50 therapists and they just go through the list and, and when they have an appointment, they go through the list. So you could have weeks where you don't get called. And so that was my experience in Miami. And and that's kind of how, that's sort of the turning point I had with what what we'll get into later. But um, I was just kind of like, well, I don't want to do this because going back to what I was saying, I, I love the aspect of um, being on your own because you set your own schedule and you kind of have control over that. But I don't have the desire to own a business. And I know some people, you know, that's their passion and that's great for them. But I just, the idea of having to advertise and promote myself, and I mean, it's just exhausting to me. So I was kind of trying to find a way where I could have the schedule I wanted without having to, um, adhere to those rules. And, you know, even at these resorts, even though you're on call, you say, can I have two weeks off? They're like, well, you know, it's the busiest time. We'll see, you know, they just don't want to give you any time off. So I was kind of frustrated. I was in the middle and I didn't even know if I wanted to keep going with it at one point, but then things changed. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So, and I'm, you know, what I want to talk about is it's kind of extreme. I don't think a lot of people are going to copy what I'm doing, which, you know, maybe there'll be a few out there that are interested, but, um, kind of what I'm trying to get at with my message here today is just kind of to open people's eyes and to see that there's just more than one way to do something. And you don't need to be put in a corner and put in a box and, and, you know, all these projections that come from people is usually their own fear of why it wouldn't work for them. But, you know, just turning off that noise and finding your way and finding a way that works for you. And, you know, life's too short to, to kind of be miserable at your job. Amen, Selena. I just That's- had this kind of conversation today. There, was, there were um, two massage therapy grads that I was working with today, helping them prep for their licensing exam. And we were speaking about Facebook and massage groups in Facebook. And one of them was telling me, like, I stopped posting in Facebook lands because there's one particular therapist who always seemed to be really, really negative about stuff. And one of the mm-hmm. things he was always negative about was, like, you can never get a job as a man in this field. You can't make money as a man in this field, blah, blah, blah. And I just kept thinking to myself, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Like, for, I've been doing this for 16 years, and, I, and all the male therapists that I know are busy as hell. So it really is, like, all you at the end of the day. It's all you and where you think you can go and what your capabilities are. Well, uh, one friend that we've had on the podcast a few times, and she loves it when I give her a shout out, so I'll call her by name, but Nikki and I have had this conversation many, many times, and we still joke about it on Facebook, about like people who are just miserable in their own careers, but don't realize like you can change it. Like you're not stuck wherever you think you are. So, you know, as Selena's saying, these people have these fears of like, oh no, you, you know, even actually, like I said, when I read your, your email, I don't want to give too much away because I know you're just getting to that point. But when I read (laughs) your email about how you kind of do massage, like bouncing around and, you know, the way that you have designed it to fit your life immediately, I thought, well, yeah that probably wouldn't work for me. I've got kids and blah, blah, blah. But even that, even me thinking that right away, if that's what I really wanted, 
you figure it out. You, you find know, a way. you yeah. find a way. Yeah. And I, I mean, I haven't personally come across people who do it as often as I do anyways with kids, but I, that's kind of what I'm trying to get at is that I know there's people out there that have kids and there's people out there that have pets and different things that they might hear what I have to say and say, Oh, just dismiss it right away. But there's so many ways to do things. And there, you know, there's, you might just want to take what I do and adapt it or, you know, find a, find a whole new way. And All right. Do so it. tell us what you do. Tell yeah. us what you do. So I'm going to tell you the finished version of where I'm at now. And I, it took me a while to, to get this, the right formula, but what I'm at with now is I go for places and I don't know if Canada has a website like this, but we have a website called cool works here, which is sort of a seasonal workers website where you can look for jobs. So I look for jobs that have, they're so remote hence the wilderness right now, (laughs) they're so remote that they kind of have to provide housing for employees. So whether this housing is free, which it sometimes is, or it's, if it's not free, it's super low cost. Yeah. Yeah, Like right now my rent is $85 every other week. $85 every other week. That sounds right. That's amazing. $170 a month. Yeah. Yeah. Like one day you can just like pay all your bills. So if you go to these remote places, they have housing, the housing's um, furnished so you don't have to bring anything with you. Um, generally I, I haven't owned a car in over 15 years. So like we never go with a car. Some people do, some people don't, but you don't have to have a car. You and your husband share clothes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, you just show up with your husband that shares your clothes. And, um, you know, I did the single for a long time. So before people start saying, well, she has a husband, you know, I did the single for 13 years and with him for eight, but, um, yeah, you can just show up basically and just work. They're going to take the rent out of your paycheck. And the beauty of this situation is I'm, I'm keeping the formula of our cost of living is like 10% or less of what we make. Therefore there's no pressure on the job whatsoever. It's like everything you make is just gravy at that point because you just have nowhere to spend your money and you're just saving everything. So we're able to kind of stack cash pretty quick. And then what we do is we take all that cash and we go blow it on like fabulous trips for six months or more. So we'll work for like a year year and a half at the most. And then we'll travel for anywhere from six months to a year, blow all the money, show up with a hundred dollars in our account and start, and start over. all over. See, we've, we, we know a couple of people that do stuff very similar. And then we've already seen jobs like this. So for example, I remember when I was teaching at a school that I was teaching at, <laughs> that was really redundant. <laughs> when I was teaching at a school that I was teaching, um, that I saw what would have been my dream job had I had no dependents. And it was a, it was a resort in Whistler, BC, that was looking for a registered massage therapist to work four days a week, making $65 an hour, guaranteed a minimum of uh, seven hours a day. You can live at the resort for $300 a month. Cool. You get three square meals paid for a day. And when you're, and the, and when you're and not working, when yeah. you're not working... The, the three days that you're not, you can play all you want. I've heard of other people doing this, not massage, but I, I haven't, I haven't come across many massage therapists do it. And it just makes me think like, I know there's people out there that are, have a desire to travel and see the world and see the countryside. So I just, yeah. I think what it comes down to is some people don't realize it's even an option. It's like we had a uh, Corey on the podcast who, yeah, who did Corey this. She would very go similar. and then she would go work. This is before she was a massage. No, this is when she worked as a massage therapist. She was a massage therapist and she, I mean, she didn't do it the same as Selena where she would go to all these remote right, places. Right, right. She would go to like Australia for like, for like a, a number month, of months month and, and work half, there months, and then come back home and then come back home and then start all over again. And yeah. She would do that. Yeah. 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 
Mm-hmm. Very similar, yeah, but like you got something even it. cooler. Yeah, I like what's I like what Selena's doing because she, like I said, it by the sounds of it, there is no home to come back to. Like she's no, literally, we don't have a home base. Yeah, her and her husband just travel around. Yeah, we don't even have a phone number at the moment because there's just no reception. Where <laughs> but the the idea is that if your desire is to travel or you do want to do a little bit of traveling before you have a family or you know you're right off school and you want to pay off some debt, it's a great way to just build up money pretty fast because these seasonal places are fast and hard. So you're, yep. you're just busy. Exactly. And then when you're, when you're done, you you leave. So there's an understanding that you're going to be there for this many months and it's a contract. And when you're done, you're going to leave. So there's no, you know, quitting, there's no weird, um, exactly. embarrassing thing like that. So you're just kind of like can come and go. So what we do is when we're traveling, we have no bills whatsoever. So everything we're spending is just traveling. And then when we, when we're ready to go, we just kind of time it to jump right back in at the start of the season. That's cool. And so really the only, the only um, obstacle for massage therapists is licensing in the States. Anyways, Um, you do have to get a license for each state. So that can be like a little bit of a pre-planning is needed. But Mm -hmm. other than that, I really don't see a downside. What is your favorite location that you've ever worked at? We'll talk about like, you know, traveling for pleasure, but favorite place that you've ever worked? Well, um, I was just trying to count before we talked. I I'm up to 21 spa locations I've worked at. So if I had to narrow that down 20, 21 over 20 years. So, um, if I had to pick, I would always pick a beach and, or an Island. I just love warm water and warm weather. Minnesota was a rough winter for me. <laughs> it was kind of like a new kind of cold that I wasn't ready for. Like just to give you a man an idea, like like let's northern Ontario winter. Let's Thunder Bay winter. Well, I know now. You yeah. guys you guys taught me right. where she is on the right, map. Right, right, right. Well everyone Sorry, tells you smoking drugs, I don't know. In in the States, not many people know anything about Minnesota unless you're from there. And so when I was saying I was gonna move here, everyone goes, Oh, cold. You know, like they they don't know anything else to say about it. Right. And I was like, Yeah, I know, I get it, I get it. I know it's gonna be cold. And then I come here and it's like a cold I've never experienced before. And we've worked at ski lodges. Like I said, I've been in Antarctica. Like I've been in the cold before, but it's just a whole different vibe here and very cold. <laughs> you were right. I'm still cold. <laughs> so Minnesota was not your favorite. <laughs> well, no, actually, actually, Minnesota is has been like a surprising wild card. Like I had no idea what to expect about this place. I mean, it's a little, it's a little departure from what I'm used to working at. I'm used to working pretty high in luxury. Mm-hmm. This is like a mom and pop place. I could afford to stay um, cabin type place and I'm cleaning up. I'm doing much better than I thought I would. Nice. So, and, you know, that it just shows you to, to not, um, you know, judge any books by their covers because some of the places I've worked one place before here was 10,000 a person per night mm. and I was barely making money. So, I mean, you just, you never know. Spent all that to stay there. That's what <laughs> or the rich people are rich because they're also cheap. Yes. Well, that's you, know. you. You're closer to the truth there. But, but like I said, with the formula I'm working with, which is, and this can work for whatever you're doing, whether you're traveling or not, is like, how can you make your cost of living as low as possible? Because you just have so much more leeway with that. You're not working, you know, I was doing the math when I lived in Miami. It's like, I'm, I have to do 30 massages just to live here. Mm -hmm. And then I need to do another, you know, this many to do. It's just, it gets to be ridiculous. (laughs) Another 30 to go to have dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. So, you know, it's, it's sort of like working smarter, not harder. You're like, I don't want to do any more physical work than I need to. I love massage, but you know, we all have our mileage on our bodies. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever rolled up at a joint 
and knowing that you're going to have to be here for a while and you get there and you're like, I fucking hate this. This was a big mistake. I wish I was never at this place. Why did we decide here? I don't want to work here. I don't like these people. And now you're on contract there for however long. And it's not like you got somewhere else to go because this is where you were going to live. <laughs> well, for well, in a way, you do have somewhere else to go. Like you can just go. Right. Well, yeah, that's, I <laughs> guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so that's funny. That's a good question. Actually, you know, usually we're staying places five months. So unless it's like they weren't going to pay me or something, I think I can pretty much stick it out. I've definitely had some better experiences than others, but we've always been able to stick it out. My husband probably would be the one who, you know, is like, what did you do? He's from Jamaica. I've brought him some places where I don't think a person of color has ever gone <laughs> before. So I think, um, you know, it's, it's more in his end maybe for right. those questions, but, um, you know, we've had, we, we always just chop it up to experience. Like we've had some better places. We had some worse places and in a way they're all bad and they're all good. So it's, you know, it kind of keeps you moving because why, why devote your time to one place when you can just see all these different places and you're going to kind of get the same thing everywhere. I am feeling homesick listening to Selena, but when there is no home base, like you don't, you, you don't miss free, anything, There's no right? reference to be sick about. It is like boggling my mind. Because Maybe the equivalent to her homesick is, is a memory of a place that she lived before. Yeah. And it was so good. No, you know what it is, Amanda? I love it's sort of a power to feel like you can just go in the night. If you wanted to just disappear in the night, you could just, I could do it in five minutes. And so there's like some power to that. You know, you, you kind of feel like, like I can do whatever I want. You know what? That I, this is, <laughs> are you, are you wanted? Like, is, there, is do you have a warrant out? <laughs> oh my you? God. Like, are we harboring a fugitive? <laughs> my, my husband makes that joke to people. He goes, Oh, we're not allowed back in Texas. And, they, and, and they'll, 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 they'll kind of look at him like, are you joking? He's like, um, our lawyer said we actually can't talk about it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love people who have like a super dry sense of humor, like the ones that can make a room very awkward. Like, is he oh, serious? You would, is you he would joking? We like our our things. We do. We pretend we have children that we don't have, and, and that really messes with people. Oh, well, they're that. fine in the car, you know. Like we crack the window. We we do that all the time, and people never know if we're joking. See, I love that. I would be laughing. I think that's funny because I do that to people, and it makes people really uncomfortable. And I probably should stop, but I loved it. Like. I, you know why? I can't stand it just because I have children, because I'm a mother. No matter what, if I'm out somewhere, I, I guess it's just people not knowing what else to say. Do you know how often I'm asked, well, who's with your kids? Like, I'm the like I'm the only person that can take care of them. Like, one, they have a father. But but yeah, basically, anytime somebody says to me, um, oh, where are the kids today? I'm like, fuck i fucking forgot them again are you kidding me like i get so like dramatic about it and then people just stare <laughs> what at me are you like, talking about uh... I, I dropped them off at the factory this morning they're at work when we're on vacation we usually say that we left them with a neighbor um, but he, he's just out of jail and he's trying to get his life back together so we're happy to give him cash <laughs> <laughs> that's gold i'm gonna use that one hold us one seven they're fine you know like we just yeah we they're totally of, fine yeah, <laughs> I went to go pick up wine from a friend a few weeks ago and uh, Mark drove me there and the kids were, I think they were with my sister that night. But anyway, we it was like probably 8 or 9 p.m. So it was not like late, late, but it was late enough that like, why are you out driving around? Pulled up to her house to pick up our wine that the kids were in the back seat. So she comes running out to the car. She opens the door and she's like, where are the kids? And I was like, they're fine to stay home for like just a few minutes by themselves. This was important. I had to come get my wine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like it's like we, for they all forgot like 20 years ago what was happening or 40 years ago. You know, I have a, a guest that was here recently that 
told me about her hitchhiking across Mexico with her brother who was 15 and she was 17. It's like, they would never get away with that anymore. You know, it's just like, what, what has happened in the last 20, 10, five years, you know? It's like, the kids can't be, can't do anything alone, but. No, absolutely not. Your husband. Yes. Hello, Islander. Does he have a thick Jamaican accent? You know, he, tur- he, he turns it up and off whenever he wants. So he, he'll, I always joke around with him, like, uh, when we're with a guest, he, you can just hear him turning it up until they finally go, where are you from? <laughs> he goes, you want the eggs? You know, like he just like really, really playing it up till they go, are you from somewhere else? Are you, <laughs> you from somewhere else? You from I love somewhere it. Else. I love it. That's actually the way it goes too. <laughs> so how is he, how is he digging the coal though? How's he digging Minnesota? You know, he's, he's just the, the best partner because he never complains. I mean, like it's such a rare day for him to, if he complains, it's really bad. So he, he just rolls with it and he's just the most easygoing person, which is probably the only person I could be with because I'm, I'm the complete opposite. And he's all, he's all down for this lifestyle that you got going on. They, they met at work. So like you guys were, you guys were working together, like you're working at the same place or he yeah, was so a he's not, he's not a massage therapist. He's a, he's a cook by trade, okay. but he's also a fitness instructor and a yoga teacher. But right. when I met him, it was sort of like, so at these places you have employee housing and you have a lot of hookups happening. Some are, yes. some are fleeing, yes. you know, that's yes. like part of it. So yes. when I, it was sort of a joke when I met him, I knew, I knew that a Jamaican guy was coming and, um, I had lived in the Caribbean myself. And so I had a string of Caribbean boyfriends at one point. And so I was right. kind of making a joke, like, okay, when this guy gets here, it dibs, you know, like everyone, <laughs> everyone just know that he's mine, and you know, just playing around with it, not even really being serious. Yeah, yeah. And then he got here and within 24 hours, we moved in together. <laughs> And within three 24 months, we hours, is that what you said? Pardon me. <laughs> because it's, it's legit. It's log, log, um, logistical at these places. Like, well, I had my own room. I was a manager and you don't, you have a roommate. So, you know, come on over here. It's just, it's just yeah, like yeah. one of those things you don't think about. Right. And then things just progress quickly. <laughs> so yeah, we shared a twin bed the whole summer and we're, we're both very large. They have a sitcom bed. Okay. It's, yeah, it's Mark, a, they have a sitcom bed. Why do I have back pain? We finally sharing found a twin bed. Did you ever, bed. did you ever see that clip that Mark posted about the sitcom bedroom? <laughs> no. Oh my God. Did you ever, did you ever notice when you watch like TV shows or movies? <laughs> it, it's completely for the camera shot, right? But oh, right, these couples yes. are all in the smallest little beds and I can't get over it. Every time we're watching like a bedroom <laughs> scene with a married watching, couple. Especially old school shows and you're watching watching like Roseanne like that's the example I use like Dan, oh, yeah. and, Dan and Roseanne on like a, they're like a like double bed. In the bed yeah well the funny the funny thing about this setup is it's, it's an old employee housing I don't think they've had a lot of married couples here because they're out being married and having real lives <laughs> but um, we have we actually have two beds so we have two twin like one twin bed and then on the other side of the room is like kind of a full right. and so we each have uh, at first I was like yeah we should like cram together we're married on this bed but I'm like why I can have my own bed and I've been getting the best sleep of my life like, I, I think I want to just continue this keep it like that. on forever but so, that we keep making a joke to the manager um, that we're going to get divorced because we're not sleeping in the same bed and she's just horrified because she's like I thought we gave you a room with a full bed it's like he's six foot one like you know 250 like this bed he has to sleep diagonal in it to fit in it <laughs> It's against two walls. I'm like, you think we're going to both like squeeze it on this bed? Are you kidding? (laughs) 
So yeah, we've been enjoying our our separate beds. It's been nice. So okay, I want to know: Does he truly enjoy? Because I, I, you truly enjoy this lifestyle. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Does he truly enjoy it, or is he going along for the ride, just waiting for you to be like, "Okay, I'm done now," and he can be like, "Okay, cool. I can fucking settle down and have a backyard and a dog." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean this in the nicest way. He's a very agreeable person. I'm sure whoever he's with, he would do whatever they want. I mean, and I mean that in the nicest way, but I did meet him and I, and you know, it's very against the culture of Caribbean, particularly Jamaican to have no kids. I mean, that's like a very rare thing, super rare. And his dad had, I mean, hundreds, like we don't even know how many kids his dad had. So like when I met him, I said, you know, well, we had kind of started getting serious. And I said, I don't have any interest in doing long distance relationships and sort of like, do you want to shit or get off the pot? You know, like you, you in, you, you in or out because I, yeah. you know, I had dated people other places I've worked in it, it. You kind of get to that crossroads over and over where maybe they don't want to go. Maybe you don't want them to go. Right. Maybe they don't have the job that can, you know, they just don't want to leave their job. You know, there's a lot of factors. So he was kind of just from the beginning up for it. And, you know, he grew up in kind of a poverty situation in Jamaica where he, his dream of travel just seemed like it could never happen. I mean, it was like the furthest reach from his brain. So I said to him, um, what would you regret more not having kids or not traveling? And he's just dreamed of traveling his whole life and watched national geographic since he was a kid. So this is, seems like he's having a good time. Um, you know, he's free to go if he wants to, but we're, uh, eight years in and just seems like we're getting closer and stronger. So I think we're in it for the long haul. So these gigs that you score, are they all, are are the majority of people that are also in these gigs, like traveling and working and traveling and working, or are there like always people like, this is my job. This is what I do. I, this is where, this is what I do. Do you know what I mean? Or is it just like, is it like a traveling circus and everyone just kind of goes their own way and then they go to another camp, they set up and then not like a traveling circus, but the old school like 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 music tours you jump in your van you go across the country you you meet another band on tour you tour with them for a bit and then you guys break up and then you meet with another band you tour and then you go around the country are these places like that with with people that work there i would say yes for a lot of the positions not so much for massage but for like servers and that kind of you know there there's definitely a, a section of people that are just like this is their life and they're kind of non-committal people like myself in the way that they just sort of, you know, do what they want to do and then go to this national park and do what they want to do. But a lot of the other two sections of people that make up the workforce, I guess, is um, kind of like people saving for college or on a summer from college. Mm. That That's kind of a popular group. And then also actually older retirement or like pre-retirement age, mm. kind of just living out their last couple work years doing something fun. So we're kind of like the, the, you know, different from everyone and, and for massage i don't see a lot of them moving around yeah, maybe no. they're moving like every couple years or they kind of just stay stay one place and complain when it's slow and then complain when new people get hired <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you leave them you know so they get a little bitter that way it's like well you just come when the money's here and then you leave it's like well yeah <laughs> i'm glad you're on the same you could do that too <laughs> yeah so you know there's a little bit of bitterness for some of these you know what i've seen over the years these resorts um have changed their pay structure so many times over the years that these old timeies that have been there you know 10 plus years they just get bitter and it's like well you know you can just go like you don't have to work here but you see it happen a lot actually and and it it was a big shift kind of in I guess the late nineties, um, a lot of these hotels were hiring more contractors and they were getting paid great. And then as resorts started building in more spas over here, they started doing more employee situation and the pay just gets 
goes down. And I mean, I've seen it happen myself. My pay's gone down or stayed the same over 20 years. So, I mean, it's not getting better over here. It's definitely um, going up and down. And, and from state to state, it's amazing how different each one of them pay. I mean, it's a, it's a very big scale. So it's important to ask the right questions when you get hired. It's important to kind of, again, do your cost of living as low as possible so that you don't have any really real expectations on what you're going to make. But, you know, if it's a busy enough season, you're going to make money. This all sounds crazy to me, like not crazy in a bad way, but this was something that... <laughs> it's a lot of faith. you got to have a lot of faith in it. And well, you got to, you know, there's no shortage of work. That's for sure. I can see how it could work. One, I had a friend back in university and this is actually the only reason I, I met him was because this was the type of thing he did. I actually never knew how old he was. That's a weird thing to Say we were friends. Couch surfed everywhere. Yes. So I never <laughs> uh, knew how old he was because so what happened was my roommate in university went to work at a resort one summer and ended up making really great friends there. Cause as you said, you like everyone lives there, right? Like all the staff live there. So she ended up making some really great friends. Actually, that's where she met her now husband and they right, have two right, children. Right. But one of the friends she made, he was a DJ and he never had a permanent residence. He would just like DJ at all of these different resorts. Or I assume that's what he was doing. He might've had, or I think sometimes he was doing like activity coordinating or, you know, worked in like the kids club or whatever, but this is how he lived. And he would like, call my friend every few years and say like, hey, I'm going to be in, you know, at one point they lived in Calgary. Hey, I'm going to be in Calgary from this date to this date. And he would literally like just go and live on their couch for a few months and live in mm -hmm. Calgary and work and then bounce around. And I remember thinking like, at what point is he going to settle down somewhere? Because again, my just narrow get a hotel mind hotel room, man. But, well, yes, he could have got a hotel room. <laughs> but my narrow minded view, like why, you know, now, now looking back, did he have to settle down? You know, he didn't, he didn't have any reason. He didn't have any ties no. anywhere. He doesn't have to settle down. He doesn't have to put roots anywhere. He could continue traveling around, doing what he loves. And he seemed perfectly happy other than the fact that, yeah, like, why was he sleeping on the couch? I feel like he should <laughs> have been able to get a hotel room. <laughs> I don't, I don't crash on people's couches. I actually, I'm more of like, do you want to meet for dinner? And then I'm like in and out, but I, I can, I mean, I really encourage people not to talk during a massage, but inevitably it usually you get a talker here and there, especially in resorts. And they would start with where are you from? And, and you know, I try to make my backstory as boring as possible for no follow-up questions, Right. <laughs> but you know, if they get it out of me and it's like, it just rattles the world. Like, well, you can't do that. It's like, you know, well, how long do you think you can do You know, they just really can't wrap their head around it. And it's like, well, why can't I do it? You know, it like kind of like what you're saying about your friend, like what, you know, we pay taxes, we are responsible adults, like, why can't we do it? And it's just goes against the grain, which is kind of what I'm circling back to this talk in general, it's just kind of shaking people up and, you know, getting out of their comfort zone in a way, you know, to get to the goals that you want. If you, if you're perfectly happy with what you're doing, then that's great. But if you're feeling stuck or you're feeling kind of boring or whatever, I mean, there's so many ways to do this. So does the traveling massage work? only take you around the states or does it take you out of country too well what i have found is um and this might be different for canadians with your background you know more extensive background but what i have found is for us um it doesn't really translate well with the licensing so if i wanted to go work somewhere like belize where they don't really have any kind of yeah. structure for massage i would make like three dollars a massage and is it worth right. you know hurting your body doing that now places like Australia, Ireland, like kind of more at our, our level. Um, I've had friends try to get me visas and the truth is, is there's enough people there to do it that they don't really can't justify doing a visa for someone. Yeah. You know, they're going to 
right. they're local first, which totally makes sense. And um, so I, the loophole with that was cruise ships. I worked on cruise ships for a couple of years and I did work in the, in the Caribbean um, on the Virgin islands, which is still technically us. So, um, and I worked in Bermuda for one little season, but for the most part, what I have found is you're going to actually make more money in the States anyways, even though it's a lot lower than Canada money, <laughs> um, you are going to make more for this job in the States, particularly with the tips, then you are going to be at these other places that aren't tip based or that you're just getting an hourly. So the way I see is if you just make the, all the money in the States, you can go, you know, kind of live in these other places for six months or three months and not work at all. So when you're saying that you're working at these places, you make your scratch and now you're going to go somewhere vacation for six months and you say you blow it all. When you say blow it all, let's put let's put a number to what blow it all is. How much are we talking about? How much money are we going away with? And you said, I'm coming back with like a hundred bucks and, and the need for a job. Yeah. So how much money are we talking about? This that? is going to make my friends and family, if they're listening to, to this cringe when I say this, because every time we do it, I go, you know, we could really put a down payment on our house. Not only that, this is, this is 13 years of doing this solo and then, it, and eight years with another person. There's yes. a lot yes. of money this gets blown. Let's hear this. Yeah, I, I would. it would be terrible to add it up. So let me also say that this is, again, not going to be for most people, but I have worked places where I do 70 massages a week and that's by choice. So I, when, when the hay, when the sunshine and the haze there, you know, I'm, I'm pushing and I've always had, uh, the type of stamina and body that I I've never had a problem doing that many massages, especially working on cruise ships. You kind of build up that, um, schedule. So if the money's there, I'm working. And so I can make, you know, I've made every, I think my highest month I've made 14,000 in a month, but my lowest month was probably 200. <laughs> so it, it's up and down. But what I like to do with the trip is, um, work it out to be where we can have like 50,000 to, you know, 80,000 for a trip. And then, you know, cause we don't like to be too budgety on a trip. So, right, right, right. But, and, but that, you know, that can be made in one or two seasons because again, you're saving everything you make. Exactly. So it's not necessarily that you're making a lot. You're just not spending a lot. Exactly. People should hear this though, too, and then realize that if at any point you did need money fast, like you've said this already, but oh, if yeah. you did need money fast or if there was a time where you decided, okay, we do want to buy a house. We do, you work totally. two seasons, you've made 80 grand. Bam, don't worry. I'm fine. Exactly. And I'll be and, fine. And even, yeah. And even other places, I mean, I, we have gone some places where I just didn't even bother getting the massage license because we were going to be there such a short time or it just didn't seem like worth the hassle. And one of those places I was making $12 an hour, which is nothing, but we paid for no food, no lodging. And we both made $12 an hour. And at, you know, after five months we have 20 grand. I mean, like, you know, we're in Miami working, we're working and making great money in Miami by the time we paid our rent and everything else that, you know, goes with living in a city. It was like, we have $50 left, you know, and, and we had that happen again. We were, we did it again in Scottsdale, Arizona. We tried it again. And it was like our kind of jobs, you know, you're just getting by, you're breaking even. So there's no room to do anything fun with the money afterwards. So this way is the way to like keep most of it and then do whatever we want with it. It's just so much more, it's just so much sweeter <laughs> to spend. <laughs> it's so fascinating. Do you know that before I took the job where you and I met, Mark, I was offered a job as an activity coordinator on a cruise ship oh, yeah? and I turned it down Why like a dumbass. Down? 
Um, so I had just come back. I went to. <laughs> I hate boats. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm allergic to water. <laughs> it was. It was. A, it was somewhat of a stupid move at the time, but Captain Tatsu. It's because stupid. because I listened to my gut, and good thing I did because look, now you have me. I mean, but what was really? your gut telling you? Just like, don't. This is a so bad idea. I had just come home. I got home from university in April. Okay. I went back to my old job of personal training. I worked there until the fall and then I quit, right? It was like a drastic, like, I hate this place. I'm out of here. And I quit. So I needed a job. I went for a bunch of job interviews. And one of the interviews that I did was for this activity coordinator on a cruise ship. And the structure, if I remember correctly, was that I'd be sailing for like, whatever, let's say three to six months. And then I'd come home for like, I think it was like three to four weeks and then I'd be sailing again. But when I was like looking at it further and doing the math, you know, because they take a certain amount off to pay for, like you said, like your food and whatever as you're working on the ship. I was like, I'm not really going to make that much money. I'm not going to save that much money. I, you know, I just got home from university and I, I literally gave myself the like, be an adult talk take a job here because, you know, you're home now, you need to like establish a career, like so stupid, you know, at 23 years old, who thinks like that? But I did and I turned it down and ended up taking a fucking office job. And like I said, it turned out great for me because I met Mark and, you know, we started our business and we're doing our thing now and it's great. But at the time, I was like, why wouldn't I have taken that? I was 23, living with my mom and dad. Like, this would have been the time yeah. to do something like that. But I was like, no, I'm going to be a grown up and, you know, take the right. job in the office. Well, here's the other thing is, again, this, I mean, th- not many people are going to take this, what I'm doing, and do it for 20 years. But, you know, if you need a break, if you had a bad breakup, or you need a break from the city, you know, you could totally just do this as a one off stint. Just go have some fun, save some money, go back to your regularly scheduled program, you know, so it doesn't have to be a lifestyle. Um, But I will say cruises, you're not going to get rich on cruises. Cruising is completely for the travel and fun of it. I mean, yeah, that's that's what I what I realized. And I think that was like the turnoff for me because I had like the practical got way too much into my head. I was like, I have $30,000 in student debt to pay off. It was the money for me. I kept going back to like, I just graduated university. I've got $30,000 in student loans to pay off. This right. is not going to if make you go me off the grid, money. No one's going to find you. Fuck those loans. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this is kind of a, bringing a good point to when people start looking at these jobs, because if, the, if you're used to working on your own and you're making all that, the money on yourself, um, you might apply for one of these jobs and you go, they want to pay me what? And it's hard to switch your brain into like, yeah, I'm only going to make, you know, half of what I usually make, but I'm also not going to be doing 30 massages for rent. You know, it's like you have to kind of switch your brain to see the big picture, not just what you're going to make. It's like, what are you going to save? Yeah, absolutely. When you're, when you're doing your numbers, and I mean, now that's how I sort of structure things. Like I look at how much money I need to live, right? And then how much, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, exactly that. Like you can go to one of these places and be making half of what you make now, but if your cost of living is nothing, then fuck, like who cares? Not only that, people, people, I mean, we're more of a tip-based society down here, but people on vacation are so happy. Like you're never going to see them again, which is always a plus for me. Like, you know, you get the the clients at home that, you know, are great, but they're exhausting and they suck your life out of you sometimes. So it's like good or bad. You're never going to see them again. You give them a nice, relaxing, firm flow. They're happy with that. 
if, and if you're good, they're so surprised by it because they're so used to these resorts having bad therapists. They give you like huge tips because they're never going to see you again. And you're not like their regular therapist. True. So there's that going for you too. So I need to ask you, because we haven't touched on this yet. How the hell did you end up in Antarctica? Well, um, my goal has been always to like get to, there's not every country in the world I want to see, but I've, I've liked the nice round number of a hundred is what I'm aiming for. So I was trying to do all the continents and I'm up to about 80 countries, 80 something. I need to count again, but I also count territories. So for example, like, I don't think that Easter Island should be lumped in with Chile, even though they're the same, they're very different places. (laughs) So I count territories and countries. So I'm up to 80 something. My goal is a hundred and then all the continents. So Antarctica was just the last continent I needed to get to. So that was when I was single and it was actually right before you went I met Antarctica my Antarctica alone? I don't know why that sounds scary to me. Well, first of all, Mr. Jamaica ain't going to Antarctica. <laughs> Mr. Jamaica's not going to Mr. Antarctica. Mr. Jamaica ain't going to Antarctica. <laughs> no, he would love to. He, he wants to go now, but it's expensive. But it was kind of funny. It was, um, I was just newly single. It was like Valentine's Day. <laughs> like week this is like a that movie. I went there. Yeah, it was like the coldest, desolate, lonely place I could get to, like on Valentine's Day, like single. And then I met my husband like a couple months later. Wow. So it was funny. He he wants to go. He wants to go back. He wants, you know, Jamaicans travel, they don't really travel like a lot. Like outside there's Jamaicans everywhere, but they don't really travel a lot. So like he loves going places and he's so exotic and everyone's like you're the first Jamaican we've ever had. You know, like he, he gets off on that. He loves it. <laughs> it's like you basic white bitch. Like we've seen you everywhere. <laughs> we've seen you everywhere. Oh, it's so true. <laughs> Are you ever scared you're going to get to that day when you're like, okay, this is over and done with. It was fun while it lasted, but fuck, I blew a whole bunch of money and now I'm sitting here with not a hell of a lot of anything and I'm done. So now I got to start from scratch to do something differently or, or find a different way to make something happen here. I try to feel that way. It's hard to sometimes because I look at my friends who have done all the right choices and they're kind of not any better off financially than me. So I feel like, um, like, I'm not so worried about that. And I think that, you know, if tomorrow I broke my hand, I couldn't massage again, or, you know, say I had to caretake my parents, which is a very realistic thing, or, you know, something forced me to stay. It's like, look at all that I've already done, you know, and, and I wouldn't feel like I'm putting my life on hold to do those things. No, you've lived, you've lived your life like fucking seven yeah, it's times. It's sort of like cutting out the middleman in kind of retiring early, so to say, because when we retire, to be honest, we're not going to have a lot of money. We're, you know, we both have jobs that are not they're, they flatline. They don't really make more as you go, as you do it longer. Right. And, you know, their physical jobs, we're, we're probably not going to, you know, ever make more than what we're making now. And so to us, like retirement is, you know, getting a dog and going to barbecues and doing things that we don't normally get to do, you know, go to, go to a restaurant, go to a movie, like play yeah. kind of boring, quote unquote, boring things that people do normally would be like new to us because we just haven't done that yeah, for, for so sure. long. So I kind of think of it as like a backwards flip. Like, of course, it's going to end at some point, but until it does, you know, (laughs) I would like to do it as long as possible. You guys are like Benjamin Button as a couple. (laughs) Living your life in reverse. And I, but I I love it. I feel like you have to, you know, universally, if you, anybody in the world, no matter what culture, age, religion, whatever, everyone says do it while you're young. I mean, that's universal advice, right? And it's so true because you you've met people I've, I've met people they get to retirement age and you're promised this thing like you work hard your whole life you're going to get to this like 
you know, Oz city where you finally get to retire and how many of them actually end up having the retirement that they've dreamed of hardly any. And it's never because of money. It's because of health. It's because of caretaking a partner or a family member. I mean, it's never, it's hardly ever because of money. See, this is so fascinating to me because this is something that I would never want to do, right? There's people like you that love doing this kind of thing. There's people like me that I'm just listening to it and I'm fascinated by it. But the reason why I'm fascinated by it most is because I have zero desire to do any of that. And it's not in my DNA to do what you're doing. Selena is a new listener. So she actually might not know that no, Mark, I do. I've been burning through the episodes. I know he, he likes to control things. But he also, I don't know if you've heard, like, he actually hates traveling. Like, No, it's, I didn't it's, hear that part. Yeah, no, it's not fun for him. Like, I don't have a desire to be in different places and see different things. Like, I got Google. I can see pictures and I can, <laughs> and I can watch a video. You're like my like, dad. My dad says the same that's thing. That's the way yeah. I feel. And then, and then at the end of the day, I probably just always uh, long to be in the super familiar, which is going to be my home. Do you know what I mean? We are so. both, yeah. we are both definitely creatures of habit. Like, I, I have more of a desire to travel than he does. The year before we had our first child, I had him convinced to go to Paris. He's never wanted to go anywhere in Europe. I had had him convinced. I've only been to Europe a couple of times and it's always been visiting um, friends like around the UK, like um, England, Ireland, Scotland. Uh, One time I was supposed to end up in Spain and then a friend of mine was in an accident, didn't happen, yada, yada. So I had him convinced we were going to take a trip to Paris before becoming parents. And he was on board. It was going to happen. And then I got pregnant and then everybody scared me. They were like, don't go to Paris pregnant. You have to walk everywhere. You won't well, get that's to what enjoy the do, wine. Right? They, they get in your head and they scare you. And, yep. and I mean, it's totally fine. If you're, if you're happy in the familiar, I mean, we all, we all deserve to be happy and do what we want. But the problem is there's so many people that have these desires that just are so stuck that they don't want to do it. Yeah. And I think, um, tra- traveling people and people like me, I call us childless drifters. <laughs> um, I think if you think about like back in the day, explorers and, you know, there's something chemically with people like us, like that need to go Absolutely. out and see more. And then there's people like yourself that need to have the homestead and stay. I mean, we Absolutely. all, we all have the space for it. Right. So it's just more like, what do you want to do and how are you going to get there? Because kind of going backwards in the story was I, I knew I wanted to travel. I had no idea how I could do that. Cause in my little small town brain was like rich and famous only like maybe I'll go to Hawaii at some point. But like, I, I just had, I wanted to do it and I had no idea how to do it. And so I had to work backwards and figure out a way, you know, how can I make this happen? And so that's what kind of what I'm encouraging people is to think of your, your best goal or your best thing and work backwards and turn off the noise of what people like with your Paris story. There's so many naysayers and people just want to shit all over everything you do. And it's nothing to do with them. It's true. I have two things I need to know about your travels because right now I'm just living vicariously through you. So first one, I I asked you your favorite place uh, that you've ever worked and non-specific, very PC of you, you said somewhere with a beach. Forget work. When you alone or you and your husband, when you guys have decided that you're going to take the six months and go travel, first thing I want to know is what was one place that you went to that like was complete like just completely amazed you like it was beyond your expectations and you were just like flabbergasted by the whole experience well everywhere new to me i feel that way and especially um you know i don't like to really repeat places i like to go see somewhere in so much detail that if i meet someone from there i've seen more of it than they have <laughs> like that's kind of like my <laughs> my goal of places so like we did a we did a walk um 
just before co- two summers ago, we walked the whole coast of England. So like we saw, we, we were joking. We saw every blade of grass in England, you know, and it's <laughs> like a slow moving, um, like trips like that. But my, my favorite part of the world and somewhere that I haven't explored, I've explored a lot, but it's just so big and I could just do it over and over again is the South Pacific. I just get so much love when I go there. I mean, it's just such a cool culture. Every Island's so different. It's just so remote and like, you know, the, they, you go these places, like we went to Papua New Guinea and it's like, you know, they're still making animal skin drum. It's, it's incredible how the level that some people are still living, you know, right. simplicity wise, like we're, we're over here in, you know, a, AI and all this stuff happening over here. And then you go to these villages where it's like, they have no money. There's no structure. They're still, you know, hunting and gathering. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So insane. One of my clients way back when I was doing, when I was doing personal training, blonde hair, blue eyed Dutch girl. She was born in like a hut in Indonesia somewhere. <laughs> it was, it's cool. Yeah. It's wild. The world's so big. I mean, it's really hard to, to say, you know, every, I haven't traveled many places that I hated, but there's definitely been some more challenging places, but in a good way, like I did a, uh, four month camping trip in Africa and I came back a different person who was not nearly as spoiled as I was when I went there. And when I say spoiled, I mean, you know, first world spoiled, first you know, just ha- walking, into the, walking into the bathroom and there's water and, you know, just things like that. You just, you realize how good we have it. Absolutely. So the second question kind of goes along those lines. Did you ever end up in a situation that you felt unprepared for or that like scared you? Was there ever a point where you were like, this may have been a mistake? Yeah, because wait, 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 we're talking or young working? female traveling single. Like, is that where you're going? Yeah, this? like the travel. Have you ever have you ever ended up somewhere and either it was a terrifying experience or you thought like, I'm in over my head. I don't know what I was thinking coming here. Um, yeah. And actually you're going to laugh at one of the places I'm going to say, which is Canada. <laughs> but Where before, in I Canada? You, before I tell you that story, um, let me just say that, yes, that happens. Um, but what I'm reminded of is, I don't know if you heard, there's a, you know, terrible tragedy that just happened in Florida, actually, the building collapsed. Yes, the condo collapse. And it's yeah. like, yeah. And I, th- I think about things like that. It's like, you can do everything that you think is quote unquote safe and you die in your bed at 2am, you know, and, or it's like Steve Irwin, I mean, most dangerous job ever. And he's like the only person on record who's ever been killed by a stingray. They're the most gentle creatures out there. So I kind of, you know, when I, when I get that noise in my head and I'm worrying about things, it's, I just say, you know, you're going to figure it out because you have resource, you know, you, you're resourceful and you, you'll just figure it out in the moment. And a lot of the times I've had things happen like near death or, you know, little things like that happen. I, it wasn't until it was happening that I realized what was happening, but you know, you just get out of it or you don't. I mean, (laughs) there's just, I mean, if you live your life worrying about it, I mean, it could happen at any moment anywhere. And that's kind of what's scary about it. And when people tell me you're going to South America, you know, we're planning a trip right now, South America, you're going to South America. It's so dangerous there. And I go, nowhere's more dangerous than America. Like you're going to go into a movie theater and get shot. Like, you know, you're going to go in the grocery store and someone's going to shoot you. Like that doesn't happen. A lot of places that's like America, your, your local grocery store, you can go there and somebody can just open fire on you. Like what happened in um, Colorado a couple months back. So, I mean, you have to kind of turn off that 
fear a little bit because you really don't have as much control as you think you do. That is a very badass way of thinking about things. And I'm going to try to adopt it. But I, like I said, I am definitely a creature of habit. It's a ongoing practice. Yeah, no, I'm not as, I'm not as brave as you think I'm. I I try not to research too much about somewhere because I don't want, you know, it's kind of good to be a little bit blissfully unaware about dangers sometimes. Oh my God. I'd be researching everything. Like I would be so obsessive. (laughs) That's what happens is you'll talk yourself out of it if you do that. True. So, I mean, I I kind of like, you know, I I sort of research, but I sort of, I don't look up like most poisonous snakes. And, you know, I I try to kind of keep it a little bit of a gray area so that I don't talk myself out of doing things because then, you you know, your comfort zone just gets smaller and smaller. So I got to know, where was the scary place? Well, you're going to laugh about Canada because this is more about not being prepared. So one of my, my first big trip I did, like my, my kind of stepping out as a traveler, I went to Canada and I signed up for like a three week backpacking trip. And this, I was like 18, 18, 19. It was my first, like I finally was getting some money from doing massage and I was like, I'm going to do something crazy. So I went to Canada, three week backpacking trip. And I just was so unprepared. This is kind of pre-internet, like when internet's, you know, people aren't really using as much to look at things. So I just went there never training for any, I don't think I even had the right boots, the right clothes. I'd never had been above sea level. Like this trip was like an 11, 12 mile a day kind of hiking trip. I mean, I don't even know what I was doing. And the group of course left me all the time because I was slow. And a couple of times there were like bears. We were supposed to be hiking in a group of six. This was Western Canada. Supposed to be hiking in a group of six. They're just like leaving me. And then the, the height of me not knowing what I was doing was I was alone and I saw a moose, a huge moose, huge male antler moose. And I walked right up to it like it's a horse, like trying to like touch it, like pet it. And I told the tour leader. Why did you do that? Well, this is a thing. I'm from from Florida. I had no idea that moose were dangerous. I mean, this is not common knowledge to me. And again, this is before like Googling and all this. I wasn't going to read a library book about it. So, I mean, like I just, I mean, I survived it. The the moose actually just like looked at me like in a way, but it's just when I was telling the tour leader, his, he was just white in the face, you know, just like, I can't believe you did that. But I had no clue. I mean, I was totally unprepared for that trip. That's wild. <laughs> it's a practice of turning it off and realizing that, okay, I'm, I'm doing this because I don't have control. I'm like always dealing with my control issues. So for example, this, um, this trip that we're planning for South America, there's going to be some pretty high altitude places. I hate high altitude. And, you know, so I'm looking up about um, hate or whatever it's called and all these things that could happen. And it's like, you know, I've been to high, I've been high before and I've been high before. I've been high before. I've been to to the same, I've been to these levels before and I was fine. But like, I'm now, now you start getting older, you know, it's like, I feel like it's, as you get older, you just get more and more like, how could I hurt myself? How could this affect me? Because in my twenties, I never thought a, a second about what I was doing. And now I'm, I find myself doing it more and more. So it's sort of like, I look at my mother, you know, who's 70 and she, she was so adventurous when she was younger and she's getting more afraid to like leave her town. And I just, you know, I'm trying to kind of avoid that mentality because you just start to get scared to leave more and more. So it's true. I feel like since I became a parent, actually, that's when I became such a wuss when I was younger. We I have was, more to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I was definitely more adventurous. Like, I mean, Mark and I used to go like real camping, you know, like pitch a tent. We didn't have the wall, you know, like, yeah, it feels good for you. And that's, that's great. I mean, you're, you're doing something fun and you're finding your comfort zone and that's what everyone should do. Right. You, if it's, if it's not fun, what's the point? 
Yeah, absolutely. So you have to find what your level of fun is. I mean, like I'm not an adrenaline junkie. I don't do like the whole jumping out of planes and bungee jumping. And I'm, I need to know about hikes. Like I need to know how long it is where we, you know, I, there's, there's that element for, for me. Like I need to know a little bit of information of what I'm doing now. (laughs) Whereas before I would just kind of go off. (laughs) You've already told us where your next, your next trip is. You're going to South America and like, do you normally plan things out like a few years in advance or will you and your husband just decide after South America where you're going to settle next? Well, I have like a running kind of a running plan in my head and then sort of like with the leeway to adjust it. But, you know, being in Minnesota, we had no, no, Minnesota was not even on our radar this time last year. And then, you know, when COVID happened, you just do what happens. But um, so I have a kind of an idea. What I would like to do is go work in Alaska. Um, Alaska is one of the states that, pays therapists a little bit better than other states because they have hardly anyone there that does it. And their licensing process is a little more tricky. Um, Every state, this might be a whole different episode, but every state has all these hoops you have to jump through. And some are just a matter of sending a check. And some of them are like, did you pass 10th grade? Like just weird stuff that they ask you. But Alaska is one of those states that if you didn't do their number of hours, which is 625, like, so if I have 500 hours from Florida, they want me to actually enroll back in school for 125 hours, even though I've done it 20 years. But I have a New Mexico license, which just happens to be 650 hours. And so I can use that to get into Alaska. So there's all these weird loopholes <laughs> like that. So it doesn't, it's, it doesn't make any sense, but that's just the way it runs here. It's, it's kind of ridiculous that we have state, like I said, states like that. And then states like where I am now, where there's just like anyone off Craigslist can do massage, which is crazy. Um, so I have the idea to get, um, before we go on our trip, I'm going to, you know, apply for that licensure, kind of get it going. And then, so when we come back, we can hopefully just go right there. We kind of time it. The seasons that you work at these places tend to be summer or winter. So you kind of want to time it right so that you get in before they hire everybody. And, um, so that's kind of what we'll aim for is to do something like that. And then if that doesn't work, you know, we just go down the list of, where else, like I said, if I can't do, I would love to do massage everywhere, but if I can't do massage somewhere, I'll just find a different job to do. But I do keep a couple licenses going all at all times so that I can have options. Where were you during COVID? Were you, were you off vacation living somewhere or were you? No, it actually you, worked out really well. Um, I'm grateful that we weren't having a big trip planned at the time because that wouldn't just been like, oh, we just worked all that and we can't even go anywhere. So it was sort of on a, a year where we were saving. So that worked out really good. And we were in Idaho at a ski lodge and um, they shut down the lodge. And, you know, so many people had COVID's just wrecked so many people's life here. But for us, it actually wasn't too bad because where we were living, they stopped charging us rent because they didn't want anybody to leave. <laughs> they started feeding us, which it wasn't part of that deal. So they started feeding us and, and, um, housing us for free for like two months. And then they even gave us some money like that, which was not a lot of companies did that. And then we just, um, we collected unemployment while we were waiting for them to open again. So we, and it was during the off season, it was April, like March, April, which is kind of the slow part of ski season. So I think we like did better than we would have working. So it was kind of like good timing. And then when they opened up, we said, see ya. <laughs> and we took another job. <laughs> so we took a job and, um, cause while we were closed down, I was looking for jobs. Cause I, I was kind of like, well, who knows what's going to happen here? So I started looking for jobs because I was worried, um, what was going to happen with massage in general, like everyone else. 
I was super claustrophobic to wear a mask. That was really worrisome for me. I, I since have gotten over that, but at the time I was, that was a real factor for me. And, um, so we started applying places and what I was looking for was no bill. So where we were in Idaho, we were paying a little bit of rent and we were paying for our food. And I said, we don't know how long this thing's going to last. Let's go somewhere. We have no bills. So we found a ranch in New Mexico and, um, that had free food, free housing. This was also during the whole political craziness. I go, let's just hide out there till this is over. And so we did that. And so we just like jump ship basically. Cause that was even a contract. Wow. Which a lot of these contracts are kind of flimsy. Like if you broke it, it's not really, you might lose a little bit of, of a deposit, but you know, if you really got to go somewhere, it's not, it's not big enough to hold you back. This is so fascinating to me. Last night, we had a conversation with a massage therapist who's only been in practice since like 2018, um, who is currently living in her car and pursuing a career as like a YouTube star. Two days wow. ago, we spoke to a massage therapist who's been in the profession for 34, 34 years. years and, you know, is an Masters educator, a coach. Like, education. And Mark and I just looked at each other and we're like, this profession is fucking wild like and it's great that people are doing different things with it not just the same you know two or three avenues yeah and what you're doing like you said i think it is really unique like yes we've spoken to people you know who've maybe worked on resorts and done this but this whole idea that you are actively like intentionally finding places and keeping your cost of living very low and with the goal in mind of these are the places I want to travel so I'm going to save up this much money working at these places and then travel and you're you're just living your life and experiencing all these things that you know most people just dream about but because they have to spend so much money on rent and mortgage and living those things never happen so i mean fucking good for you guys. It terrifies me to death, but I want to know for people listening, if there's a therapist who's hearing this and thinks, yes, this is what I want to do. Is there any advice you would give to somebody who thinks this is, you know, the kind of the career direction or life direction that they would want to go? What would it be? Well, there is a group I really like on Facebook. If they're a Facebook user called Nomadic Babs, N-O-M-A-D-I-C-B-A-B-S. And that's right now, it's sort of a group that's concentrating on a lot of mobile massage through vans and different things like that. But we're starting to get other people sharing their experiences and, and it's a great network and, you know, question answer type discussion group. And so that's kind of what I would say for someone who's not really sure how they want to, they want to be free and do something, but they're not really sure that might be a good group to join. And, um, you know, if you are in the States, cool, cool works is a great website to just peruse around and kind of see what's out there. Um, but you know, you just have to think about what you're going to do. And, you know, for me, I, hate that people tell me how much vacation time I can take. The U S is notoriously bad for, you know, you get a week if you've worked somewhere for a year and, you know, then they tell you when you can take, I mean, it's just, it's awful. So my driving force behind this has always been, I want complete control over my vacation time. But if I'm a mobile therapist, I have to then worry about owning a business. And when I'm gone, I have to worry about, you know, what are my clients going to wait for me? So this is why this is a good kind of mixture of both sides of it. You have the complete freedom of your, life and vacation, but you can also, you know, no one's missing you when you're gone because all your clients are resort-based. You're never going to see them again. You're an extremely mobile therapist. Yeah. Funny enough, I've actually massaged someone one place and then years later somewhere else. So (laughs) you might see them again. It does happen. Yeah, it happens. So, 
you know, I would, I would just encourage people to, you know, I could always leave my information if anybody wants to reach out, but I would just encourage you to just think outside the box, you know, think of your goal, go around how you can, what possible way can you do this and just turn off the noise because that that's what gets people every time is the noise of everyone around them. Did that person that you massaged in one place and another place, did they recognize you too, the same way you recognize them? I did not recognize them. They oh. recognized me and she, she goes, you had red hair, you know, I had dyed my hair. And at first she started off with, um, you know, you look from, I was kind of like, Oh, I get that a lot. And sometimes I do massage people where I know I've seen them or massage them somewhere, but I'm just not going to go through like a list during their massage and try to figure it out. Um, but she had, she goes, I remember you from St. Thomas and, and she was spot on, but my husband has an uncanny memory. I mean, he, he picks out people that he's seen years before and not even talk to them. So like we've had it happen a few times where he, said those people were on a cruise with us three years ago. And I go, no, they look like every old person ever. And they're like, he's like, no, they were with their daughter. And and he was right. I mean, like we never even talked to them and he, he picked them out. So he's got like the opposite brain of me. I have to kind of like have my memory jogged to remember. I, I do not recognize people at all. You're a little more like Mark. I'm more like your husband. Like I can, I will see somebody years, years later. And I'm like, I know you. And eventually it will come to me exactly where I saw them. And, you know, if we had a conversation, I'm, I'm really good like that. Mark could meet somebody like a week after meeting them before. And he's like, yeah, yeah out of context. I don't know. And I feel, I feel bad because you, you look like you're just shallow and you don't care about people, but it's like, I just, I have terrible facial recognition. I don't even think I would recognize celebrities if they're standing in front of me. Like my reference point for knowing you as a celebrity is you're in a black box that sits in my living room. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like I don't, if you were, if you were to bump into each other down the street, I wouldn't know you're Kevin Hart. I wouldn't think you're Kevin Hart <laughs> unless I heard right, you right. open your mouth and then I'm like, oh, you sound like Kevin Hart. You're not Kevin Hart, but you sound like him. You know, you're I mean. two feet tall. Are you Kevin Hart? <laughs> you're two feet tall. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. Actually, you know what, Selena? Before we do finish off tonight, maybe if you, I mean, if you're comfortable with it, if you want to leave um, any information for anyone who does just want to pick your brain, if you have like social media or, you know, however you'd want people to get in contact with you, I think there might be some people who would uh, want to hear more about this yeah. very unconventional lifestyle. For for sure. I could leave my email or, you know, they could always find me on Facebook. I'm the only person with my name. I don't have a blog or any, you would think I would without, I have a plenty of materials to make some kind of website or blog or something, but I don't really, I only use Facebook. I'm not really a big social media person otherwise. Um, so that's kind of my mode of contact. Well, yeah. If, if you want to leave your, I mean, if you're the only person with your name, uh, I only mm-hmm. introduced you with your first name, but if you want to tell people how they can find you on Facebook, then that might work. Sure. So um, you can look up Selena, C-E-L-E-N-A. And the last name is V like victory, O-T-E-L. And it's a picture of me in a canoe with my husband. Is there anything else, Mark, that you want to hear from Selena? I feel like we've just, I feel like you could write a book, honestly. At some point in your life, Selena, I feel like you and your husband needs to write a book. If there's anyone out there that wants to manage a website or a book or something, they can take all of my material and do it. The the thing is, there's a huge need for a travel, like any kind of seasonal travel blog, because there's a lot of couples travel blogs. There's a lot of like work remotely blogs, but there's really nothing out there for hospitality or spa related. Um, there's nothing. I mean, I've looked and I even had a lady write a blog piece about me, um, like 12 years ago about facial travel esthetician. And it's still the first thing that comes up when you Google 
travel esthetician, we're talking 11 years on Google. It's still the first thing that will pop up. I mean, there's, there's such a need for it. I get emails still a couple times a week from that, from 12 years ago. So there's a huge need out there. If anybody is interested in pursuing that, I mean, there's definitely a need for it. I just don't want to do it. (laughs) I just don't have, I just don't have the desire and energy to do it, but there is a need. Right on. This is fun. Yeah, this was fun. This is fun. Thanks for letting me. I had a great time. I, I I've become a fast fan. I've been burning through your episodes pretty quick. Well, don't judge us for the, the shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've enjoyed it. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace.